Hey there, thanks for pressing play on Perspectives YYC. My name is David Yan, and I created this podcast to highlight Calgary's art and culture scene. This episode, I get to sit down with up-and-coming street artist Harvey Nichol. Harvey's work is starting to pop up all around the city. His latest mixed medium are built on skateboards and found items like broken frames. They're incredible. We'll get into how we met, but more interestingly, his full and sort of tragic life, a life while only less than half my time around here, I believe, really informs the layers you see in his work, his personality, and his general aura. If you're around September 20th, we're having a launch event at Phil and Sebastian's Mission Cafe for his first solo show brought to you by Perspectives YYC. It starts at 7 p.m. and we'll have debut performances from a new DJ, some guitarists, and Harvey himself will be there with secret pieces to debut at the show. It'll be wild. Hope to see you there. Yeah, I mean, usually just, I just talk as awkwardly as possible. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, I'm in your place. I'm sitting down with Harvey Nickel. Hello. I'm going to try to rush this out for um, our show on the 20th. So if this gets out, then mm-hmm. there's a show coming out. Mm-hmm. There is a show coming out. September right. 20th, Friday Next night. Next week, Friday. Um, it's going to be a special day. It's going to be uh, my first solo exhibition which is like i'm i'm fucking so stoked i can i swear yeah yeah okay yeah fucking fuck yeah yeah, yeah we're good explicit content's always checked off yeah so we're all right yeah so uh, i'm so excited no i'm excited too man i um i usually start these when we talk about where we met so we'll start there but just just on that point uh it's gonna be cool and mm-hmm. i think because you you've got all these cool people to build a live show i think it's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing night. yeah and the 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 crazy part about it is like all the musicians are like most of them and this is their first time performing or like a second time performing oh damn and they're all so good so like i'm like i want to have it as like so like you know like debuting it's not just me debuting in the show it's like there's also these mis- like crazy musicians that will be debuting um yeah so Harvey, how do we meet yeah i think we met like what year two years ago uh, Magari um, who's the Magari kids I remember I think it was also at, at Phil and Sebastian because um, uh, I know Dallas was working at the time there when the, the whole thing was going on so I think that's how I met you or oh um, the oyster place uh, what's that uh, Rodney's at Rodney's yeah because you had also like shows there around the time yeah oh, I think we did it was definitely through Magari. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dal- Dallas was working at uh, Phil and Sebi at the time. But I... Goes back around, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, my entire... This whole uh, renaissance of my life starts at that coffee shop. Yeah. Just like talking to people. Um, so I definitely owe a lot of uh, gratitude to all the people that I met. Mm-hmm. That generation of baristas and then yeah. on and on. But um, I think it might have been the Crescent Heights photo shoot oh yes oh that is yeah. the first time we met when, i think um, yeah yeah no i think that was the first time because um i was late i think around <laughs> i'm always late that's nothing new <laughs> i'm running on filipino time you know <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah no um i think that's when we met we first met we did uh we were with um i know most of those uh kids oh, instagram shit. name just instagram name i don't know their real name <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember who. I, I think, I mean, Dallas, Vlad, I think Morgan. Yeah. Like her friend. We were like remember. walking around being hoodlums at Chinatown. Yeah, that it was, was fun. fun. Yeah. That was really fun. Yeah. And they were telling me they knew this hype dude was going to show up. And I thought you were going to bail. And then you popped in and it was cool. And the pictures turned out neat. Yeah. And they did. did some... They were at the Rotary Park. Yeah. That was a, that was a good shoot. That was yeah. a good shoot. We did some weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, it was, was that a year ago? Maybe longer? Yeah. And then from that point on, we just started, like, you know, seeing each other all the time, obviously, because, you know, the scene here is not that big. So, like, you will see the same people over and over again. So, like, when you see the same people over and over again, there's got to be something that they're doing because they're there, you know? Yeah, that, that intersection. I mean, you think that it would actually happen more often and more kind of vigorously, but you're right. It's like you, yeah. you end up somewhere and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, how are you going on? Exactly. Um, yeah, so from that time, from the Magari days, it sounds like such a long Magari, time. Magari, it's like two to, years here. <laughs> but no, I feel like, I feel like it would, it kind that that kind of like, I don't know, like a generation, kind of like started it, like you know, to have a little bit of noise around, like, like obviously before that there was like a lot of things going on, but like, I think that like the Magari part was like the era where like I started seeing how many kids are into. It, rather than just you know seeing it on Instagram or like on social media like you see them in the street like going to these events which is like you know that was a good motivation to like start doing stuff because you see all these kids that are like hyped to see all this stuff and my art was garbage around that time so well it's the thing I mean I don't know if it was garbage but uh, you know at the time they were talking more about streetwear and fashion mm-hmm. and all this kind of biz there wasn't really a lot of like there's art, but art is more of a, a side thing. Like, yeah. You know, there's like spaces in the wall, so why not have an artist put in there? So, but it wasn't really like the main focus, which is like I feel like that's starting to like change and like every aspect before music, like you know, like when they call artists, they're not really like there to like showcase. They're just like there's the main act that is the musician, but like the artist is just there just to like support it kind of. I feel like art here is very hard to be like the main attraction just like it's starting to change you know starting to have like art as like a main attraction yeah it's interesting i mean uh, all of my recent conversations i'm trying to push people to this question but yeah we're starting there i mean you know even over the last year and a half yeah what are you seeing in the calgary art scene so uh, you know you've given me kind of a topical thing that um, art starting to push out and try to be noticed but you know what was it like when you were starting out oh it's different when you're starting out because you, mm-hmm. you may not be pushing so hard to get your stuff in you're mm-hmm. just you know watching the scene um, how do you feel like it is now as somebody I mean never mind uh, us working together for this show but I remember I think um, you know Asim Overstands posted a Instagram story that he shot something with you and or something I saw like other people getting involved with you a few months ago too mm-hmm. so you're getting connected to a couple of big players here mm-hmm. and like people that are um, pushing really hard in that both commercial space and the and the street level stuff mm-hmm. so like yeah what's your feeling about Calgary in general Calgary I think it's starting to have I don't I wouldn't say starting to because like for me I try to just like look into myself rather than like you know trying to see what other people are doing so like I kind of to me, like for me, I think like my art is progressive, like progressing personally. But like, um, I I don't know about other artists because like you know I haven't been going out as much. But I see that there's more interest in it, and I feel like in in street art here, especially um, like the murals that are coming up everywhere are insane like uh, I, I just saw that uh, contemporary Cal- Calgary just had like a 30 million dollar budget that was given to them by the government which is like that's a big deal like that's a lot of money for like a, a, like a like a public contemporary ga- gallery in the city so I think it's starting to have like more more and more I don't know um, public appeal especially with the with the it's not just like a gallery thing now you know like public art is everywhere now which is like before that there was no murals around like that you will see like murals in like few places but it's like very like it's cool that's why like when you go on um you know you go on instagram all these kids that does photography they usually go to these like places where like they have murals and stuff but now it's not just like a hidden thing now like it's in front of you and like you know it's there unadulterated like for you to like you know take in so I think it's becoming really well known I don't know I don't think it's in that point of like being well known well known yet because like I don't know (laughs) no you know I I think what's interesting is 
and and maybe you could speak about this kind of as a segue is the stereotype of street art whether it's murals uh, graffiti whether it's the use of particular mediums or a demographic that you're trying to sell to whatever mm-hmm. it is you know when you speak it sounds like you're keeping trying to keep tabs on a lot of different levels of art mm-hmm. that you're studying and you know yeah. i'm sitting in your apartment and you've got books about culture and art and stuff like that i mean it's got its own direction to your interests but um yeah i, I wanted to talk about where you came from came from okay, and so. how it in, in, you know influences you but um but it's interesting it's it's why i think your opinion and your intuition about where calgary's art scene is probably uh, more spot on than you think there's mm-hmm. got, there's you know there's something interesting because i've been noticing too that uh we're driving down the street and I'm noticing not just the big commercial murals that pop up, but now some of the sites of buildings have contracted private people mm-hmm. to do some cool stuff. Whether I like it or not is irrelevant, but yeah. the city's becoming a little bit more colorful. It's getting a little bit more edgy. Um, yeah, like in your peer group, I mean, I don't know. I mean, who you hang out with, like what creators you're working with, but mm-hmm. um, you know, Secret Shop and vintage are doing really well doing what yeah, they're doing they're doing crazy yeah um, and that that whole movement has just started as well and like the way that you know you go to these events now and you see how many people go in there it's insane and like that's why like you know when people say that you know calgary there's not there's nothing to do here or like there's like you know there's like there's no art or there's no like culture here it's like not really you're just like not looking or like you know you're just like I don't know you're just not in tune with like the culture here you know what i mean which is like there isn't that just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist you know and that, i think that's what calgary scene is right now and just like if you're in it like you know it's live and well and thriving but if you're not in it then you'll be like where the fuck is everybody you know like where the fuck is the culture here? so like i think it's starting to become more mainstream but not really though because it's just like fuck there's only like so many people in the city anyways like in my in my opinion i feel like the city's art scene will like go rapidly insane if there's like a big population boom in the city you know what i mean like because like we are a small city in comparison to all these other big cities that people are trying to compare us to we are a very small city so it's just like you can't really expect that like you know there's only like what ten thousand people downtown and like you what like two million is it one one point two i think yeah like 1.2 million in the whole city and like most of them don't live in the center of the city which is like you know that says a lot unless like you know other parts of the city starts doing their own thing like not just downtown i feel like you know downtown will be like the spot where it will all be happening i don't know why yeah (laughs) i i remember when i first moved here the sort of old, like old school Calgarians told my wife and I to ne- never go downtown. Mm. It was dead. Mm. And like, even now it, it does have this thing in the core, at least in the business areas, like on a Saturday night, it's there's fucking nothing. dead. There's yeah, nothing. It is. There is no, so it's a little nothing. creepy. I mean, there's a couple of, there's some, you know, entertainment establishments that still exist, mm-hmm. underground clubs, et cetera. But 10th Ave, 10th Ave is crazy. Like living here, seeing it, like you can just i don't even need to go outside because i can just look in my window and like oh shit it's turned up and then like go to sleep <laughs> well that's the thing i want to ask you lead i mean i'm getting distracted from the from the bio, bio biography we typed up but you know what do we got to no, do then i mean outside i mean i i also i mean i i don't come from a big big city but toronto's the biggest in canada mm-hmm and so it's an easy almost cop out to be like, well, this is like not even a quarter of the population. So mm-hmm. how can we expect, you know, the same level of this, that, and the other thing? But, you know, recently uh, with my son and just generally being out, I've been in at a few events like Comic-Con or Stampede, where I suddenly realized I'm standing maybe in a crowd of 10, maybe 20,000 people. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of fucking Mm-hmm. Right, like I've been getting depressed about not connecting with enough people doing the work I'm doing, and then I realize, holy shit, like there's, there's actually a lot of people. But how do we get them to look, let's say, at your work? No, never mind whether they like it or not. But mm-hmm. what are we missing? Do you think? Maybe not missing, but what's that next step that's going to come out? You know, that connects people, like you said, in the burbs. You know, um, it's that's uh, in my opinion, like you know, bringing. I think like those 
communities that are like in the verbs the way that we were we'll, we'll be able to like you know get them integrated with like the the current arts and culture here is like through them doing their own thing you know what i mean like it's like you can't just like some people expect like you know if i'm not doing it i expect someone else doing it but like that's not how it works like you know what i mean like if you want to have a culture then you have to do something about it like so you know i feel like a lot of these people just expect the culture to just happen randomly like that's why like you know it's good to like funds all fund all these like art um art uh non-profit organization and like you know push all these like in inner inner artists around that you know i don't know if that makes any sense but you know that's no i like that i i've been recently talking a lot about something similar which is you know the, widely the, the uh, pessimistic decline of humanity but mm. this idea that modern humans expect to be able to point and click everything they, mm. they don't do the work to get oh. to all, you know to whatever it is but when you bring up like the suburbs the typical thought process for me is like how do i pull them in you know how do i grab the attention of you know um, somebody working this type of job living in this type of house with completely different ideologies and, and beliefs even mm -hmm. if they probably are still an art lover but we can't communicate right now in the same language mm -hmm. but i think your insights a better approach which is for example if we had like a citywide comp where mm -hmm. like every borough would have to send somebody exactly. to rep their hood that would be fascinating because there would be a lot of weird there'd yeah be a lot of weird and like you will see you will see their voices you know like for for us this is our perspective of how it is but you don't know their their perspective you don't know what where they think it is so like they'd be able to like tell you how they feel so it's like you know that's just the only way to like get that going but this idea of um instead of trying to draw people in but challenge them to give me something mm -hmm. that they like Mm -hmm. I think there's there's a huge and that's what ev in every major city that's how it goes you know every every neighborhood every every borough or whatever will like try to rep themselves and like you know and like and that's how it goes like in every major city like you know everybody's repping their own like wherever they came from so it's like how is Calgary different if you're trying to be there you know what I mean like you can't just expect a one spot to like thrive you know what I mean like it has to be every single part of the city thriving then you're gonna be like shit now this is happening so i i think i think one day it will happen because you know like i saw that um there's that mural um not mural but uh, there's that thing that um they're they're accepting application in um 17th ave southeast yeah, yeah, yeah. for like all these mural which is great you know? Avenue, exactly but, yeah for some, yeah which is great you know like starting to like not just downtown but you know and crescent heights like last month i was in a, I was uh i was lucky to be part of a, a group show at uh village hub at crescent heights community association and like that was a great thing because like crescent Heights is one of the oldest neighborhood in the city so like starting like having that place unfortunately like i think they only have like a certain amount of time where they can have that you know time but it was great to see that you know other neighborhoods are starting to like like you know nurture their own many scenes you know what i mean which is great i think that's where it's gonna go and i hope it goes that way well, in an optimistic way yeah you know uh, having met alice who's pushing a lot of that crescent heights thing there are people that vibe at this energy low mm -hmm. that wanna whether it's press specific locals in the neighborhood or just in general get people to interact more mm -hmm. um so it's got to mean something yeah definitely <laughs> definitely um all right well let's rewind a little bit because mm -hmm. i want to talk about how we get to your art um and i you know i'll ask the question openly and you know we can kind of poke at it as you see fit but um when you send me your artist bio i was uh, you know it's it's kind of surprising yeah, I, I wasn't. I don't know anything about you, other than uh, I saw a video of you uh, shirtless riding a horse in the Philippines. But, um, <laughs> that was that was hilarious. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, talk to me about talk um, to me about. I don't no, know. Uh, for me, like 
Um, I was just talking to a buddy of mine. Shout out to Ty Graham, Lifted Thought. But we were just talking about it, how like when like I started doing art and like now that like you know I like know a lot of people around here. It's like I would think that they know. Like I don't know, just my personal perception. Like people know me, but like I guess like they don't really know me and like until like I tell them who I am, and from like most of a lot of people do not know like where I'm from or like like you know what I mean of like one time I heard a I heard a rumor that somebody thought that I was from the US and I'm just like what <laughs> never been to the US <laughs> so I'm like who said that <laughs> so it was it was really interesting but um yeah I was born in um in Manila in the Philippines I was born in Tondo district uh if you know you know like if if you know where Tondo is you know what's up because um, it's uh, it's the poorest uh, district in Manila, and Manila is comprised with um, well, Metro Manila is sixteen cities combined, so it's and that's called Metro Manila. But Manila, Manila itself is just like a small city. It's like the the first city there, and in that first city, there's that district, and that's where I was from. Um, that's where I was born and raised uh, by a single mom. Um, a lot of stuff happened while I was there, uh, and then um, I migrated to Canada when I was um, when I was around fourteen. So not that long ago, actually. It's only like what twenty nineteen. I didn't move here. I I just moved here not that long ago. But yeah, and then uh, after I moved here, um, I had a lot of issues with um, my extended family here, or like you know my my father's side and stuff. So we we weren't able to like have a good relationship and it ended up in like you know me running away and like just living in the streets for like half a year I was living in um, shelters I was living in exit youth shelter at the time um, on 16th Ave and Sended Street and that's that's kind of how I started getting into arts is like when I was disenfranchised is like when I was able to like you know try to touch all these like mediums because before i started doing visual art i was doing a lot of other stuff i was dancing i was trying to learn break dancing i was trying to dj i was just trying to like touch all the water see which one i like the best and when i was um, living at the shelter there was this one program that was uh, there was this lady who came up to me and invited me to a program that was happening in kensington and i'm like uh, every Sunday, um, every Sunday in the shelter, uh, they kick you out just because uh, uh, they don't have a budget. So, um, so like they kick you out before before I think ten or eleven in the morning, and then you th the whole day you have free time. You know, they'll give you like a sandwich, so like you can like survive in the streets. But then they don't have budget to like you know keep staff in there for the whole day so you have to come back there later on in the night so like when i have that like free time i would go to these program and this one lady uh, that was um giving me gave me the the pamphlet for this event told me to come to this event and it's called refresh and it was this hip-hop um hip-hop program that was teaching all like the main elements of hip-hop and for me like holy fuck that, that, that's my shit <laughs> you know I started like you know going there, and then I met the uh, the director of Refreshed, uh, Nathan Lennett, and like he he kind of introduced me to the whole scene of like because like they in that program they bring artists, uh, like established artists in the city to teach children, and like that's how I kind of started meeting all these amazing artists. So like you know I started like touching all the waters in arts, and you know that's how I kind of started to you know gravitate towards one kind of element towards another and then i don't know i stopped i i didn't really draw at all like like i stopped drawing at all like i was like drawing when i was a kid that was like my shit i only play i used to play by drawing like you know like those t tanks and stuff so that's kind of how i entertained myself but then like i started learning about you know street art graffiti and all that and started like liking it and then i stopped for a minute because i wasn't able to like you know 
get the hang of it I guess so I started doing other stuff and yeah where am I now just like uh, Kensington yeah Sunday uh, art program yes yeah, Sunday art program so I would go to the Sunday art program and um, I would just go there meet all these new people and like get like feed off their energy that's what I was doing I guess when I was that young and yeah you know I moved to uh, a foster foster moved to the foster system after being in the streets um, my, my my dad lost um, uh, rights over me as a kid so they sent me to the foster system and after that I started like you know moving foster system like foster house to foster home and then when I got out of a uh, foster system I was able to work I was able to move out and this was the first place that I decided to live is downtown I'm just like you know what I'm just gonna there's no other place that I would live if I have like you know money to pay for my own rent so I moved downtown and then you know and then I, st I started reconnecting with all these art mentors that I had over the years and then you know as time passes by I started to like meet a lot of people around here that are doing different like you know mediums of art like poetry visual art photography and all that and then yeah about like two three years ago when I started to like get back into visual art and it started by just like you know seeing a book actually a book by Basquiat and it was just um you know his his art and his like you know his his whole bio and stuff and that kind of got me motivated and I saw that you know art is doesn't have to be like you know a technical skill like you know it doesn't have you don't have to go to school to like learn all these like technical skill of how to make a realistic whatever you know what I mean I realized that art could be used as an expression and like it has no rules you know and that's how I started to like stop giving myself all these rules and started to like do it more because like when I started painting like I would just like look in the paper and like trying to like imagine what I wanted to do instead of just doing it I just like overthink it so I never done anything like you know what I mean like I won't won't finish something because it's just, like oh maybe I should do that but no I'll erase that idea before I even put that in the paper you know what I mean so when I saw the way he works as he works like he doesn't give a fuck like he'll go at it and i started to like learn that way you know what i mean this is like just go at it if you don't like it erase it add something to it and you know and then i started to like watch a lot of these documentaries and like try to like study art history on by myself because i'm not gonna go to school get me like a like a student loan just to learn all these people like there's um there's the internet so like you know i started trying to learn how they did it and like you know started following I think that's how I started to like get more and more involved is just like knowing all the movements in art like you know I saw this book at the library one time that is just like list all of all the movements like expressionism Dadaism um, you know like French French um, ex expressionism neo-expressionism pop art and all that and then and all of that got me and all of those movement had some has like something to offer so I was able to like you know take what I liked in each one of the movement and then put him into my own work you know yeah <laughs> that was a long spill no you're right it's great <laughs> no I'm just pausing as I digest everything you threw at me yeah um well let me go back to my notes I mean I, my first thought was I mean you're old enough maybe to do this uh, in the coming to Canada in your teens you know for people that don't know the Philippines is a very high density population particularly mm -hmm. Metro Manila is like what 25 million people or something mm -hmm. something crazy um, Manila Manila has like yeah like 20 million or something it's shit. nuts it's insane yeah. like what the fuck <laughs> people shouldn't live that close to each other because they're gonna kill each other yeah hence well, the crime rate there, well, that's you know? the thing and the other thing a lot of people don't know is the philippines is not a very stable country mm -hmm. it, it's not you know <laughs> they're in the midst of a silent-ish civil war they've got all this fucking corruption and mm -hmm. violence and then the natural thing that happens when you have 25 million people in mm -hmm. one area people people are crazy kill each other yeah <laughs> you don't have food you don't have fucking employment so it's like 
what am I gonna do? So it's just like it is a hard place to like grow up. But like you know that that was home. You know what I mean? Like that didn't seem very different. Like moving here was fucking insane. Well, that's <laughs> like that's like, what I want to get at. It's like <laughs> you know, is it is it possible for you to kind of shine a light and compare the two experiences? Oh, I mean, fuck. your experience in Calgary is actually quite dramatic too. But mm -hmm. you know, yeah, how informing is it that you're growing up in this tension and then? Um, What's your life like? I never really saw it as a tension, you know? Like, you, you, you know, you grow up there, so, like, you think that this is how normal is, you know? Like, fucking fights all the time, people getting killed all the time. Just, like, you know, people dying all the time. And that's one thing about my neighborhood is just, like, there's this thing in my neighborhood where, like, one person die, and then there's, this, like, a chain of, like, people dying. And so, like, you just see, like, funerals and, like, wakes. Because the way we do wakes in the Philippines is we'll have it in, like, a public setting so, like, everybody can go in there. And living in Tondo, you don't really have space. So you can't really put put it in your house. Because, like, you can't really put your, like, loved ones in your house. You have to put it outside in, like, the court, like, a bas basketball court. Put, like, tents in it and, like, you know. So, like, we have this thing where, like, one person will die, you'll have that tent. That will go, and the next thing you know, and then it was just like a train of like thing, you know, and it it's uh it it becomes normal. That's normal there. So it's like coming here. It's just like it was a culture shock for me, you know. It was just like fuck the cleaner so like the streets are so clean, it's insane, and like you know people people are not like you know at each other all the time, and people are very nice here. Well, not all people, but you, you, you know. But it's very, it's a very insane like um, change, especially in that age where like I'm just you know. But I was able to like see that side of Calgary here, you know. Like I don't know if that makes sense. When like I was homeless, I was able to see the grimy side of Calgary, which felt home to me. Like that, I think that's how I survived. With, with all that years it's just like because knowing that there is another place worse than where I'm at was the only way I'm like shit I'm, this is not that bad fuck these people giving me sandwiches and shit you know so it's like it's not that it's not that bad so like I don't know it's kind of like a you get something from it you know like if yeah, I, I swear to god I would have not been the same if I like grew up here from like childhood to like you know teen would have been totally different. I would have been like fucking spoon fed and everything. Probably not, but you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know if it's worth getting into the, you know, family details of gossip, but I'm just looking at the pieces around us and I'm thinking about, you know, your, let's overanalyze and pretend that I'm intelligent with this juxtaposition between mm -hmm. like the bright primary childish colors, but a lot of your images are so dark and deal with, um, that sort of tension but then you bring up this point that you lived in i think what many canadians would consider a hell mm, <laughs> but that's where you're from mm -hmm. and so even when you go to what's considered uh one of the worst things in canada is considered going homeless it's like one of the greatest fears oh hell yeah being homeless here has like you yeah. know so much perks <laughs> <laughs> no it's interesting because the I mean, I'm I'm starting to like look at your pieces a little bit different now, and, and how, you know, there's uh, yeah the awareness of what it is, but then this almost gratitude or I don't know. Yeah, and reflection. that's that's and I'm glad that you're seeing that because that's just, that's something that like not a lot of people get right away. You know what I mean? Until like they know me, or like you know they read about the description and stuff. And I usually don't even put description in my shit. You know, so like it depends on you how you take it. But like that's how I try to put it. It's just like it's kind of like a like a yeah, as you said, a juxtaposition over like you know having all these like colorful things. But then looking at it, it's just like there's violence, a lot of violence in it. There's a lot of subliminal messages that I hit in it, which is awesome. I like that my style can do that because you know doing realism, you won't be able to hide shit because it just looks real. You know, it's just like. But that's, I think that's how I, you know, I don't know. That's great. No, it's great. I mean, it also kind of brings me to the second point. I mean, working through, uh, I mean, the comparison of 
the hip hop culture and the culture of New York in the late 70s, um, it's not comparable to what Calgary is on the surface. Mm-hmm. But how you experience Calgary, and then kind of going back to the earlier part of the conversation about you know boroughs and hoods and people need to rep their thing to mm-hmm. like get culture out. And I wonder if that's one of the blocks in Calgary is that, you know, as as dark as these bus times can be, it hasn't been so much that's influenced people to be like, you know, yo, Tuscany, fuck, you know, we, yeah. we do shit here out in the Northwest, <laughs> Tuscany, right? Tuscany, shout um, out to Tuscany. Right? Uh, I mean, not to hate on one, but that's just the first name that came to mind. No, but, no, I used to live in Tuscany, <laughs> so it's like, shit. But that's the thing, yeah. it's fascinating, you know, uh, when I see the old, documentary videos of, of uh, New York back mm-hmm. in the day, there's like no good spot in Manhattan. Like mm-hmm. they were all suffering. Mm-hmm. And so when they repped their hoods, it was just, oh, it was a little comparative, but like who's got it worse? Cause mm-hmm. they were all headed shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the New York that we see now, I mean, that's, that's totally yeah, different. 60 like, years of yeah. people building new shit on top of it. Um, Canada's in a, in a different function, led a bit of a charm. Like, I mean, as visible minorities, we also, still see different tensions mm-hmm. here but it's nothing like it's nothing like you know other places and like and when you were talking about new york and like you know the 70s and 80s and like that that whole era is what motivates me to fucking do all the things that i do it's just like that whole era has like you know like marked themselves so heavily as like this like one of the greatest artists like art scene in history and like that's what I'm hoping Calgary will have, you know what I mean? And like that's what I'm, what I'm striving for in my own art is like to be able to just not rep my own shit, but also like repping the whole scene, you know? I'm not like the greatest artist. Like there's so many fucking great artists in the city that are way more better than me. But I think in my art it has more of a ideology in it, you know what I mean? And I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> you know the other thing, I mean being the optimist that he turned out to be there's an interesting I I was going to kind of get to this point too but um, that we're seeing this growth in the art and culture scene as Calgary's in this apparent recession Mm -hmm. I mean so as people that's how it goes man when like shit when you don't have money it's like what the fuck are you going to do like you know (laughs) go instead of going out go you you go in you know what I mean you go towards your inner self and trying to learn what the fuck you can do because like that's one thing that, you know, I believe that Calgary is um, going through a crazy, um, going through a crazy change. And like, we might not see it, but like, I see it. Like, I fucking see it. That like, slowly and slowly, like Calgary, Calgary was, you know, as everybody know from Calgary, Calgary is an oil, oil city. And like, you know, and that whole boom started happening, like what, like a couple of years ago? And like when that declined and started being stagnant, every every other city that will go through a growth like that and like stops, they will have to like look for other industries to like, you know, like to to rep, you know what I mean? Because like if you can't if you can't rely on this one industry, you have to like, you know, find another industry that you're good at. Which is like I think Calgary's starting to like look for that, like, you know. What else can we do? What else can we do in this city? And this city has a lot to offer, a lot of people with crazy talent. So it's just like, as you said, very optimistic of me. But you know, I think it will. It will it's happen. Just and the, the final comment. I just said this before. Uh, well, not just, but I think it's fascinating that you are an actor, like. You know, you, you get interest in art and then you go out. I mean, it's not like you only spend all your time in a library or whatever, but you're interested in it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're... I fucking love art history. Like, yeah, I'm it's a fascinating. Nerd. Yeah. A, lot of people, a lot of people in ACAD or whatever, that's one thing that they hate is art history. And I'm just like, shit, that, I fucking... You go on my YouTube history, it's just art history on fucking... You can watch all day. So it's just like, yeah. I think it's just like seeing what the past is done can you can look forward better you know what i mean because like you see how you see how it goes you know the way the way any other industry is you look at you look at you know what happened before that and like you know in wall street they look at like how how it goes up and down the way with art you know what i mean it's like and usually recession brings out 
fucking the artistic side of the city and yeah I'll ask you a weird question because I, I spent a lot of time with my my friend Bob great cool dude painter um, shout out to Bob yeah Bob Pierce um, but he's brought up this in his mind how you know the pop art and the migration of sort of these European cultures into New York and then getting commercialized kind of destroyed art as mm. it as it was but as we sit here now and we've had this conversation about the art pieces at the cafe you know pricing commercialization popularity Instagram I mean how do you find attention for yourself um, in painting the stuff are you finding that it's appearing in some of the images I and mean, I'm staring at uh, Donald Duck there with uh, dollar signs in his pupils but you know like this idea of art for art's sake art as expression or art as a commodity I mean how are you we're just you're just starting your career but mm-hmm. I mean are you feeling especially in a city like Calgary where I, I get this sense that everything has to be tied to a dollar amount and most we want that dollar amount to be mm-hmm. zero but you know what's your what's your feeling is there a tension there is that like um I would say there is and there isn't um, it's a uh, I don't know why art and money has like such a I, I do know why because it's like you know the fucking art galleries and you know all this art auction and shit but like let's talk about just like normal people art like you know you and I like like just us as artists it's like I don't think there's such a bad thing as just you know paying for art you know what I mean like there is a like you won't it's a service and like you know in, in, in its way it's kind of like you know you pay for you pay for anything that you you take like you know what i mean like i don't know if that makes sense but like you you grab a plant you pay for that plant you know what i mean like it's kind of the same shoes for example why how is shoes different from like art in a sense that like people will buy expensive ass shoes just because you know it's a commodity but like we'll not pay an artist for like what it's worth you know what i mean i don't think i don't know if that's what you were asking a little bit. I mean, never mind sort of the um, talk about what they'll pay, but even the psychology as an artist mm. and how it affects like what you even decide to start working on. You know, do you get a feeling like you'll start a piece and then that one of the narratives will pop in your head like nobody's going to like this? Instead oh, of- instantaneously, especially like you look at this piece right here, like fuck. I. Uh, my my friend my old roommate did that piece and like uh, and then I started working on top of it and I was just like shit this shit is horrible and then suddenly like that's how I think social media helps so much it's just like and then I like will will like I'll put it on my story and then suddenly someone will like is that piece for sale and like that that shit to me is just like you know very motivating in a sense that you know shit I could actually live off my art and like you know pay food with art you know what i mean like i can like do all that with art so it's just like i don't know that's uh, interesting that's good that's great i mean i i don't have any kind what of, do you think about it i don't know i think that my uh my personal experience and it makes me reflect actually listening to you uh, about the work that i create if it's simply that i'm not finding that audience I, i've had uh, great people that have yeah. bought into what I'm doing but I also have this uh, worry that it's not a sustainable thing mm. oh if as a, as a creative person that will always come into play if you're not like working for another company and such being a freelance artist it will always come to like oh my god maybe one day nobody will start like nobody will like my shit and then nobody will buy it and then like fuck why did I do this whole thing if it's but then that's just like I don't know. That's just like I feel like it's a it's a it's a it's a fear that you get in every industry. Like you know, like you go to any other industry that you want to go to, and like you'll think that you know your your skill is not as valuable as it is, or whatever. But then like I don't know. The market's gonna regulate itself. <laughs> that's so funny. That was a joke, but you know. <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you are you believe in yourself, and that's one thing that um, a lot of people I think will think. I don't know if I'm trying. I'm trying to get this right. Um, other people likes other people that are like more. That likes themselves. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. That does not make mm. any sense. 
I'm trying to go towards a different route, but you know. Uh. <laughs> That's all right. I mean, uh, like, are you thinking about from a marketing perspective and this idea um, of confidence or? Yeah. Um, no, I'm not, I, I would say confidence, but like, if you're being yourself and like, just like, if that's how you think, if you're just, you're being yourself and people see that you're being yourself and not pretending to be like other people, I think that, and you make dope shit. And it's just like, you know what I mean? And like, you kind of have your own style of how you're going towards your art. I feel like they will, they will fuck with it and they will buy it. I don't know. I'm That's lucky. Not... I'm lucky right now that like uh, like some people are like liking my style, but because like you know I tried to like study like what in the past year people have liked and like put that work into my own style. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's a well, lot of questions, that... man. Yeah. <laughs> Just the FBI. <laughs> no, no, we're cool. Um, well, so one of the things I've been thinking a lot about in this vein, whether my podcast is too long, but. Uh... I mean, I guess the final sort of big point before we get into just the final wrap up, I mean, if you want to talk about it, I mean, we don't have to, we can cut it out, but uh, yeah, I mean, the 11 years ago and, you know, the importance of... Um, 11 years ago um, is um, on December, uh, on September 20th, 11 years ago will be the 11th death anniversary of my mom. So it's a very special day for me. I actually got it tattooed right here. But um, 11 years ago, um, the title itself doesn't really like, you know, relate towards the art itself, but me as an artist. And I think it's a day and I want to commemorate that whole event uh, to my mom, you know, because like if she didn't, you know, encourage me to do art when I was a kid, I would have like never, you know, started doing art at all. So that's what the 11 years ago is about. So, I hope you know. Some it's, it's a more personal um, title that a lot of people won't probably guess unless they see this or listen to this. But yeah, or you go to the event and I'll explain it to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Um, that's really it. I mean, what's what's next for you? We've got the show we're working on together. I think you told me you got uh, something else popping up. I don't know if that's, is it gonna, something in late September? Uh, well, I'm trying to work on something for October. October. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Most okay. of those are, you know. I'm always on the work, so, you know, holla at me if you need anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, plugs, plugs. Um, of course. Okay, yeah, we'll shout out all the stuff on social, but uh, yeah, how do people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, Harvey is dead. Uh, he's dead. You know, been dead. So Harvey is dead. <laughs> uh, my name is Harvey Nicole, and you know, you can find me walking around your street. You know, probably skating. You know, probably with the boys. You already know, but yeah, that's where you can find me. And you can find me next week, uh, September twentieth, eleven years ago. Um, we will Friday have. Night. Um, it's Friday. Uh, it starts from seven till ten. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have uh, three performers, um, live string instrument players. Uh, we'll have Josh Morrison playing um, guitar. Uh, we'll have uh, Gunshy uh, Seeker, and he's gonna be playing live ukulele. He also does his. Um, I know that most of his songs are uh, written by him. And we'll have DJ Twenzy, which is his debut Woo. DJing in the city. So, bam, bam, bam. It's gonna be but good. Yeah, it's gonna be sick. And you know, this is all, this is all, uh, curated by David. Ha. You know, the man himself, David Yoon, Perspective Magazine. And yeah, uh, I thank you a lot, David, for having me again. I really do appreciate it. And uh, you know, always like working with you know great people. Because you know, well, I believe in you, man. I think your shit's killer. I can't wait to see how it keeps growing. I hope it keeps growing. Oh, I hope so. Fuck, yeah. it would be so terrible if this is it. This is my <laughs> first and last solo show. Well, not even that. I just mean like the forms. <laughs> oh, just where you definitely. Going uh, you know, I'm trying to have a more. I'm trying to like, you know, progress my style and have a because before you know I try to like you know, like you know, um, inspired by every other movement but now i try to like you know 
use what I learned and like figure out my own shit. All right, cool. Sorry about the camera. No worries. Just I forgot to press. No, no, we got that again. I just want, want the good girl who cries my world, my girl. She just wanna talk tonight. She don't wanna waste my time. This episode is brought to you in part by the Alberta Blue Cross Wellness Sun, a day to explore fresh perspectives and practices around wellness at work. Hear what Linda Crawford of Alberta Blue Cross had to say about the summer. You know, Alberta Blue Cross really wants to support people. We truly, truly are moving the needle in a way that we want to make an impact. And so, you know, coming to even a first ever event is always fun. You can always now be able to say, hey, I was at that event. And our intention is to really leverage and scale this on an annual basis. So why not come and be that first pioneer and leader that raises their hand and says, you know what, this sounds fantastic. I want to be part of this movement, the energy that's going to happen there. Sign me up. It's happening October 10th at the Renaissance Edmonton Airport Hotel. Sign yourself up at thewellnesssummit.ca. Perspectives YYC is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV. The APN, created by Karen Unlin, supports and grows local Alberta podcasts. Podcasts like Anti Culture with Josiah Sinani. Josiah's podcast project explores the complex nature of what cultural identity really means. He believes that the true culture of an individual and their lives is only found when we take time to hear what they have experienced from their own point of view. His latest and season-ending episode is with Rachel Dolezal, the infamous activist in the United States who was outed as a white woman posing as a black woman, pushing for black rights. He spends time with her to get her story across while connecting with his own experiences as a mixed-race individual here in Calgary. Challenge your concept of culture with Josiah Sinan. Check them out at josiahsinanan.com. That's J-O-S-I-A-H-S-I-N-A-N-A-N.com or through the APN at their website, albertapodcastnetwork.com. On the theme of culture and race, keep an eye out for the Common Ground Podcast, a five-part series exploring narratives of hate and counter-hate in Alberta. Created by Irfan Chowdhury, Director of the Office of Human Rights, Diversity and Equity at McEwen University, and in collaboration with Iman Bukhari from the Canadian Cultural Mosaic Foundation in Calgary. It's a conversation prompted by the rise in police-reported hate crimes in Alberta and a desire to examine what can be done to improve the way we look at each other. Find the podcast at mcewen.ca slash O-H-R-D-E, which stands for Office of Human Rights, Diversity and Equity or search for Common Ground Podcast in the podcatcher of your choice.